0: Rugby's organised a crisis meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back,
1: relax, put your belt on,
0: and enjoy the show. Alright, welcome to the fourth episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss Fantasy Super Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. You can go back and check out our previous episodes, thanks for the sound effects, Harry. Um, you're welcome. Including last year's, uh, which were under our old banner, Fantasy XV Draft. So we've rebranded as Draft Rugby, and uh, as we're in the process of releasing our own fantasy rugby platform, which should be available for all this Saturday. Woo! Uh, and thanks a lot for all of the interest and support and uh, messages we've been receiving. It's been um, really inspiring, and, and some great suggestions in there. You know, we're, we're trying to start with the baseline and work up to it, but um, I think we're we're heading the right direction. So exciting things to come. Check check our socials for uh, for more updates. All right, so look, it's been a little bit longer since our last episode. Uh, we've been hard at work on the platform and uh, and producing some content, some good pre season content, and um, and then we have all just been away over the last um, long weekend. It was the Australia Day public holiday, so um, so yeah, it's been a little... beers in the sun. <laughs> That's it. It's been a little <laughs> bit longer. I think a week and a, about a week and a half since our last pod, but um, but not to worry. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. So I'm your host Kagi, and joining me once again, uh, I have Harry, and this time I don't have Nelson. So just yes. How good is that going to be? Uh, that's. Uh, that technically makes me one cap ahead of Nelson. So. Yes, the podcast ranking it, racking it up. I'm 26 now. I think. I think so. And I think it, this puts me up to 20. So yes, um, number two, mate. Took about three three weeks for Nelson to fall fall off and fall behind me. But um, <laughs> that's all good. So, yeah. So you had a good weekend,
2: Harry? Yeah, very good weekend. Like I said, three days, just a few beers, barbecues in the sun, as Australian as your weekend can get, basically.
0: How good? How good? All right. Well. Um, Look, after being joined by Sumo last week to take us through the New Zealand Conference Preview, and how good was that? Um, Amazing. This week, we are once again being joined by two sets of guests to preview the South African Conference. So, first up, we're going to go to the man on all things Argentinian rugby, Paul Tate. Um, and he's going to enlighten us on the, the Pumas, oh, sorry, I mean the Jaguars, uh, or Jaguares. yeah. Um, Come on, mate. <laughs> uh, and how they're shaping up for the 2019 season. That joke will never get old. The Puma's huggy uh, <laughs> But anyway. Um, and then, look, following Paul, we'll be joined by our friends across the slightly digger, uh, bigger ditch. Bigger ditch. That's the one. Excellent. Speaking English. Um, Adam and Matt from the Elite Rugby Banner Podcast will be joining us to discuss the South African teams in, in uh, Super Rugby 2019. And so, look, if you like rugby, all-around good banter and just some truly whirlwind digressions uh, that definitely rival ours... The Elite Rugby Banter Podcast is one for you.
2: So, yeah, one yep. that I listen to every every week. Keeps of information in terms of the, the news going on in
0: both Southern and Northern Hemisphere and just good banter throughout. That's it. So get after them. All right. Uh, true to our structure. We've just finished the plugs for other people. Let's get our plugs out of the way. So check our website, draftrugby.com, where you can find all our previous articles, including the Casualty Ward, the Fantasy Round and Review, and the Stock Market, uh, which... Uh, we are continu- starting to produce the Harry with the Casualty Awards coming out this weekend.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much completely done. I'm just trying to wait another 24 hours just while we get some news out of these trials this week and that'll give us hopefully a few more injury updates, but yeah there's, there's a fair bit of info there, so keep
0: your eyes open for that one. I'm, I'm going to try and launch it on Saturday. Fantastic. And uh, we have been and I cont- we'll continue to be posting lots of content building up to the kickoff of the super Rugby season. This is our third conference preview the casualty award coming out next week, and we'll start talking draft tactics and uh, and more, I guess, specific fantasy rugby um, insights for the start of the season um, over the next two weeks. So, look, be sure to get after us on our socials. We are at DraftRugby on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and particularly the next couple of days we'll have some um, some important posts coming up. So, our menu tonight. For Entree, we are going to give our predictions for the top three fantasy players from the South African Conference... Uh, for main course this week, we'll be doing the South African Conference preview, taking you through the four South African teams and the Hagiwaris. Um And then for dessert, we will give you our predictions for the South African Conference rankings of top to bottom, one to five. That's right, yeah so yes yeah, good i feel like i just talked for three minutes but um you,
2: you have you nailed it so i mean there's only two of us for the top three uh fantasy picks so we'll make it the top five just to make it a bit more interesting Ooh, okay. and nothing, there's nothing more interesting than a bit of rock paper scissors live on radio to see who gets to go first <laughs> so we're going to go rock paper scissors it, and breaking straight into it All right. rock, rock paper scissors. scissors oh i guess i win again <laughs> this is, this is bullshit. okay so i get five picks well my, my top is an absolute gimme malcolm Marks who averaged 54.2 points a game through our system last year, was the top South African conference player last year and will be again. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place, I'm going to pull out Damien Vilempsi. How do you? The uh, South African Dam- uh, DMAC. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and he's just going to I think he's going to play a little bit of fullback this year but we'll get into that as we go through it through the uh, the previews as well a little bit later on but I just expect him to just rack up a lot of attacking points this year at 10 and 15 that extra freedom could be really really good for him mm-hmm. uh, I think that you're going to see a few slides I just scroll down my list from my absolute lack of uh, preparation um, really happy to be going first actually Um <laughs> I'm going to say you're going to see a big rise out of someone like uh, Aka I reckon the hookers will do well in our platform. He doesn't rank too closely to the top uh, normally, but I just think that he's probably got that consistency now of being rated over the other hookers in their squad. So I think Franco Morea has gone overseas and Chili Boy Ralepele is probably... Uh, probably looked looked at as the, the second hooker this year, so I think that extra drop will hopefully mean he gets more minutes and more points, and he's a he's a weapon when he's playing well as well. So there's three. Number four, Lou Jaga carried me to the finals last year. You're just
0: making this really easy for me, aren't you? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Lou Jaga. He was actually the uh, the fifth ranked or th- fifth averaged points player last year with 40.6 as a lock, which is just Awesome. So, From the South African Conference, fifth ranked. South African, yeah, of course, sorry. Um, and then my last pick is going to be a player that I want to be in the top five. Here we go. Quagga Smith. Ah, oh, yes. Some, part of me is, is doesn't even believe it's going to happen this year, but I'm going to go out and I'll even say Quagga Smith will be the fifth ranked player in the South African Conference.
0: Just remind me, who finished higher? Was it Quagga or was it um, Akira Iwani? On Fox year? Sports
2: uh, or on uh, our scores?
0: Both. <laughs>
2: on Fox Sports, I thought it was uh, Quagga, wasn't it? Well, mate, if you don't have the information on hand, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, definitely Look, I didn't, I didn't talk Quagga rough on our scores last year. So <laughs> to be fair, yeah, it uh, he did come second to to Akira Yuana, your your mate, That's it. as they had their head to head match ups between us every single week. But mm. uh, Quagga Smith, top five this year for the South African Conference.
0: All right, so can you just tell me what your five were again? Because I've forgotten. It. Malcolm Marks. Yep.
2: Damien Valempsi, mm-hmm. Akavenda Mervé, uh, Lou Dejaga, and Quagga Smith.
0: Perfect. All right. Um, very good. Look, I'm still just recovering from. Harry said it was uh, rock, paper, scissors. It's clearly scissor, paper, rock. So, it um, takes too long. I'd be, this is I'd radio. be interested this year. Listeners, tell us what your thoughts are on that because that's the only reason I lost. That's the only reason <laughs> I can come up with. Um, all right, five players from me. I'm going to go out and uh, talk about a player I'm excited to see play again this year. Uh, we gave him the nickname Stevo o um, because that's, that's how he looks like to us. Emiliano Boffelli, or how do you say it? No, it's Boffelli. No, no. okay. Yeah, he's one of the easy ones. <laughs> Very good. He he was playing uh, wing or a little bit of fullback for the Hagiwari's last year. And um, yeah, he's almost two metres tall, has pace to burn, and um, look for him on the kick return. So I think he's going to get heavily involved, and um, we'll see a lot of him. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, who else am i going to go with off the top of my head? Um, I'm going to go with De'Arte. Um Good pick. He just... Uh, look, I mean, last year was his coming out. Uh, he kind of just exploded onto the scene. Yeah, coming out. Uh, coming onto this rugby scene, sure. this, it still sounds bad, what I'm saying. Uh, no, it was... Uh, look, his first year, and he kind of had... What a year he had. He shot straight into the spring box, and um, I think he's a force to be reckoned with. So, I think look uh, i have heard a lot of people saying that um, in the in the lions that cortonal Kour- scosan uh, has like a you know a stronghold on that winger position but personally i think think has is well proven himself to be a better player and uh, and we'll see a lot more
2: time and so i agree i actually thought that scosan was going to be competing with combrink on the other wing i think Gianche is
0: the the starter no matter what yeah so hopefully if he gets some game time and some ball um, we'll get some good points out of him um yes noticed that um okay Another player I think might do well this year. Um, he did well last year, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm basically just picking him because of that. But Warwick gelant <laughs> or Gallant. Uh, still again don't know how to say that. Someone have to correct me. But um, look, he'll be. He, he didn't play very much of the Springboks um, over the season because he was. I think he was injured. Injured, yeah. He got injured yeah. at the back end of the year. But um, I think he. We'll have to check in Harry's upcoming casualty ward. But I'm pretty sure he's back and raring to go. So um, he'll be starting at fullback. You'd, you'd imagine every game for the Bulls and. And he'll be seeing a lot of game time. So I I think think we can expect to see some points from him. Um, That's three. Look, I'm going to go ahead with just a fan favourite. One of my personal favourites. PSDT. Peter Stefft toy. Uh, As I was saying in a lot of my articles throughout the season, PSDT will be shelling out the PTSD because it's just what he does. He just gets out there and he hits people. Makes a hell of a lot of metres and um, just you know, one of the top fantasy locks. Yeah, I can't um, believe
2: he took this long to be named from both of us.
0: I know, right? You know, I mean, look, Harry named uh, Lou Diaga, and I mean, Lou did have a great year. But uh, if if Lou can get up there, then there's no reason Peter Steph can't. Particularly since uh, I think he still played a little bit of lock at the start of last season. Whereas you'd like to think he's probably going to be playing seven yeah. all year round if Rassi has his uh, has anything to do with it for the um, the Springboks. All right, and so that's four. I've got one more to go. Do I? Yep. All right. Um don't want to drag it on, but all right, let's go with another another fan favourite. This is kind of out of nowhere, but mainly I just like, enjoy saying his name. Makazole my bimpy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so he's... He, I actually can't even find him on the stats from last that's year. That's because uh, he barely played. That's exactly. I so. just found him on row 160. <laughs> there you go. So, look, um, we're going to do the preview. Uh, I was just telling Harry that the Sharks are probably the team that I've done the least reading about. So... Um, you I, can I, tell. I, I don't know who their outside backs are, <laughs> but I'm assuming Makazole and Mbembe will be out there playing. Yeah, a 26 point average last year. 20, yeah, look, that was a lot of bench time, um, <laughs> and I can't even remember to be honest. Either, but Mbembe, fantastic name to say. Get him on the field. He's a great finisher. So for sure, um, for sure. Whoa, did we? We got through that one. All right, we did. Threw me under the bus with five there, and then rock <laughs> paper scissors. I mean, but yeah, you know, right, whatever. Um, <laughs> very good. All right, well, that's our entree done. Um, so let's get stuck into our main course. And look, let's just get. Go ahead and get uh, get Paul Tate on the line. So, um,
2: yeah, shoot to form, Googled Paul Tate's phone number. <laughs> Got it here. That's I'll it. try it. I don't even know if he has
0: Skype, to be honest, but yeah. let's see if it works. Harry takes Facebook stalking to the next level. Oh, um, yeah. yeah oh, that's yeah. how we get it done. But, uh, yeah, bring him up. Let's hope this works again. We've been two from two so far. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do this one, man? It's an unpleasant noise. Hello. Hi, Paul. How are you? This is uh, Kagi and Harry from Draft Dr- Rugby. How are you doing?
3: Great, thank
0: you. Fant-
3: great, Great.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. So Look, Skype. Just... oh yeah. yep. Yeah.
3: Skype's not working. It's gonna be like
0: this. Skype. So it's a little bit uh, of a delay, or. Oh no! They just
3: oh I was told it would be on Skype, but do not working. It's fine nice. like to do it
0: like this. Oh, what did we call? Uh, do we call can you? Re- Oscar? Oh, sorry.
3: Can you record it? Here. Yeah, like yeah, record.
0: yeah. No, it's going. It's ah, all, it's all recording, so we're all good. But um, thanks for the concern, though. Look, I mean, you're looking after our podcast already. I like it. Um, but look, I guess just by uh, way of introduction, Paul is the go-to man on all things Argentinian rugby, as far as we're concerned. Um, he's the editor and author for the Americas Rugby News, um, which doesn't just uh, you know extends well past Argentina. It also looks at Uruguay, Brazil, Chile, and the other rugby-playing countries in the Americas, and um, and look, you can get after Paul on Twitter at uh, at Argentina underscore twenty twenty seven, and uh, you can guess what that's about. Um, and also um, at America's Rugby um, on Twitter and and on Facebook. If you just search America's Rugby, you can find uh, Paul and his content there. So, Paul, again, thank you very much for joining us. I know it's very early in the morning for you. No,
3: not a problem. I'm up in a week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fantastic all right well look we're um we're all always excited every year about the the Haguayres. um i mean i we all thought the first year they came in that they would just win and uh, i guess every year we kind of it's just enough time to forget about how they went last year and then we think they're going to win again and you know slowly got to rein it in <laughs> um and so uh well they did make finals last year so so definitely on the uh on the improve that's true definitely on the way up um and you know i guess just getting stuck into it look uh we uh we saw the the trial trial against Uruguay, um, and I guess you know that's generally. I mean, the trial games don't necessarily uh, aren't always indicative of the teams um, of the starting teams, but a kind of a good place to start with, with how the teams looking. I think. Do you uh, is that? Do you think that the starting lineup there is is kind of indicative of, of things to come?
3: I, I think it, the word you use as a trial is pretty much on the money. I I. I saw many players involved. In fact, starting the match, who were fringe options, um, and that's a great thing. I mean, you had Lucas Paulus, who, who uh, you know was actually eligible for Spain, and yes. as well as Argentine from Argentina. But I mean, he he was starting the match, uh, second row. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he's won one he Clump, Rodrigo Bruni was at eight. He's another rookie. You had uh, Michael Vargas was playing Luther. He a rookie too. So. In the pack, along, with three of them. Uh, in the back, you had Juan Cruz-Machia starting uh, at fullback and Sebastián Cotier. Uh, I mean, both those players were involved last year, but they're definitely not starting. And fly up to Joaquin Diaz, mm. Benicia. So they, they, were, they were giving opportunities to these guys, and, and they need to. We've got a new coach, and uh, the, the new coach isn't mucking around. Uh, I mean, you, you, you know at the start that people expected that they could do winning games or, or even a tournament in the first year and it didn't, didn't happen and, and the second year was was a lot better but, you know these woes were a lot of the, down to the coaching in fact the, yeah. the, just how they played, what they, the match they were getting what was going on was, I mean looking back it, you can just see how wrong things were at that time mm. with, with hindsight so Ledesma really fixed a lot of that uh, and we saw the results improve both for a lot of Absolutely. Uh, last year uh, until November, anyway, and then so now we have a you know, another excellent coach. You know, he won the top fourteen in, in, in France. You know, it's pretty hard to get a better candidate than that. Absolutely. You know, he's from Argentina, former pooler himself. So this guy has been playing. Uh, you know, a brand of rugby which is much more comprehensive to the players. Because uh, I mean, the, the first two years they were, they were offloading at will. I mean, just. would
2: have even come into it. It was something like 70-30 passes were going, and I mean, they turned out to be 37, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I always look at these trial games and try and work out what kind of combinations they're testing together to try and maybe read between the lines, possibly a little too much. Uh, Pablo Matera was obviously on there, who, who's uh, an, an absolute gimme for a starting position. And Rodrigo Bruni uh, starting at eight. And, you know, one of the really tightly contested positions that we're looking at is going to be that number eight jersey between Ortego Decio and, and Bruni. Obviously, Bruni had a big end to the year. Is he a guy that you can see continuing with that momentum and really becoming the first choice? Or is that more just them trying to share time? and make sure that they're developing depth? Yeah, I think it's both of those factors.
3: And I think this is both the question of Jaguar and the World Cup itself, because Argentina's leaving eight is the place for too long. Yeah. And uh, his loss was massive, and they adapted to that by last year, using Javier de Santiago as the eight, which is Leonardo actually dropped, and now he's no longer even involved. Bruni, coming in is a swap for authority in that respect and it's a good one he's much younger and not only that but he can play very well on the side of the scrum too so you've you probably noticed that Argentina been using second row in that blanket, yeah. Uh, for the past, yeah for the past year and, it, and it's actually worked for him really well mm. and uh, so we're going to need a specialist who will be used in both eight and seven and I'm him swapping with this or Ortega definitely for that. Okay. And the veteran, Juan Manuel de I don't expect to be involved very much, even though he started the trial match. Okay. So uh, I would note that, I would note that for six, Mato cremes Gavin and probably Javier this Stego for eight to start against the Lions. And yeah. uh, Bruni would be the, the benchman for that. It's the likely scenario.
0: Perfect, yeah, okay. And look, we were just... Um... You you just touched on it there, I guess uh, Marcos Crema has been playing a lot of a lot of seven for um, so I I guess typically we, we thought he was a lock um, and when he first came onto the scene in Super Rugby at least anyway he was playing lock but um, he seems to quite firmly be playing playing seven now for um, both the Pumas and the Jaguars. Um is that I guess can we expect that again this year and and also what does that mean for uh, we, we were quite fond of Thomas Lozano. we thought he was um, he was a pretty a good young gun,
3: yeah. Well, it, it's an, uh, one thing I have noticed from him is just uh, unfortunately, he has a tendency to knock on, uh, from you know, uh, when it's not really under pressure. And so, so uh, I've seen it for both have well as in and unfortunately, this, this is a bad point for him. Mm. Basically, Kramer's just an excellent defender, he, he regularly among the leading uh, defenders, and this is why you move with second-rower and Flanker, of course. And of course, because he's as young as he is, I mean, he was only under twenty two two years ago, Yeah, um, he, he's really mobile. He, he, he's definitely a second-rower, but the, the team's using them as need be. And mm. uh, I mean, uh, they have three established second-rowers anyway, Yeah, and Karema can play there if required and uh, the, the flankers are just much weaker in that, in that regard because they uh, realistically have not really had many players coming through and everybody knows about uh, you know, how good Fernando's lobby was he's a they haven't hmm. replaced him they haven't been able to do so Yeah. and so their means of doing that is, is essentially looking to convert Karema for the time being and going to the World Cup it's going to be him for that for that spot for sure
2: I feel like that's that's tough from a lot of the the uh, the fans when you've got people like Fecundo Issa and Pablo Matera rolling through. They're both extremely extremely talented. That I think even the Wallabies, where it's you know one of our strongest positions around the seven jersey, uh, we, we would still love to have those guys in and around the squad. They're just excellent,
0: excellent talented yeah. players. Fakundoisa is brilliant. So Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean
3: I, I agree, and, and I mean Polcot playing eight, it's, it's a need of the team combined with. Uh, the talent they have, and uh, I mean Argentina's basically done the same thing in that regard uh, with with, with They just they just have not had uh, the the talent to to justify uh, having a guy on the bench instead of starting. Now let's get our best guys out there, and it turned out to work wonders. And, and I'm, I am very much interested in how how this is going to factor into the World Cup, the Matches, but. There will be injuries,
2: of course, though. I mean, maybe the team will pick itself in the end. For sure, for sure. So, moving on to the the locks Guido Petty, I think, was one of the names that was being thrown around as a, a possible captain for the team this year. Obviously, didn't end up happening. It went to Geronimo uh, de la Fuente. Um, I thought that he was probably their first choice lock at this stage, and then it was probably between Alemano and Lavanini. And, and even uh, on last year's form, Matias Alemano might have had the, the edge over Thomas Lavanini. Is, is that how you see it playing out, or do you think it might go the other way?
3: I, I, I think that not necessarily Alemano uh, was preferred in terms of abilities, they preferred him in terms of over, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, He has his critics, and he was good last year. though all oh, last year he very much turned things around. Yeah, he, he, you know, he wasn't getting carded anymore in his county <laughs> race this fall. Mm. So that's tremendous. And I mean, if he can, you know, keep it together, he's, he's a you know Argentine soccer sportsman, and that's excellent. That's, that's precisely the kind of player anybody would want in that position. Yeah. But in this you know, he, he, him and Petty will be the starting uh, pair again. But he might replace him
4: mm-hmm. in
3: that regard. And, and last, is presently under his, his cloud. If he's not fit for the first match, then I do think we're going to see Petty playing Flanker. He played Flanker in November, and that's actually, actually very good.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but it's, it's a makeshift selection, but I mean, it did work. And I mean, he has the speed. I mean, anybody who, who, who would like to know more, I mean, Find on YouTube Teddy's try against France in uh, 2006, and uh, you, you'll be really amazed to see he, he got from fact the half, got past the backs, and scored a yeah. So I
4: mean,
3: he he really, although he's an excellent uh, second rower in terms of lineout work, for instance, he's tremendous as well uh, in his speed. so He's able to play on the side of the
0: Yeah, we're uh, we're actually we're very jealous here in Australia of uh, everyone taking up this trend of. Um, playing second rowers in at Flanker, but uh, we, we need to get some good second rowers before we can even start <laughs> moving some to Flanker first here in Australia, uh, which is uh, a problem we have. But um, but yeah, okay, no, that's interesting to note. Um, I guess rounding out the forwards then, um, I think a couple of the props left over, overseas to France and whatnot, But um, and and I think there's been an injury to, to, to Tetaz Chaparro, um, so I guess yes. who who do you see as being I mean I know there's particularly the props you've got to have quite a few and you need to rotate them around specifically given that they will be playing for um, both the Haguarez and Argentina but who who are our first choice props for the Haguarez this year
3: yeah so they have eight props and uh, the, the, the first choice one is pretty debatable in fact uh, specialist type that is Santiago Magrano, mm-hmm. who uh went from being a fringe Jaguar to being a stud in Puma okay. um, late last year, uh, but that was in part due to the, the selection policies, because the leading uh, Argentine tiehead is Juan Fugacho of course, but he's playing in England. Yep. Um, Lute, I mean they had uh, another Santiago, who was Santiago I think fourth as course, as uh, Lute to begin with, didn't really work out so well get out from Five.
4: Hmm. Well,
2: oh, I think we might have lost you there.
4: Oh. Okay.
0: No, we got you. We got you. Perfect.
4: Well
3: Okay. So I mean they, they, they had some diagonal as a, a starting uh loose head, but because of issues now shapado move from five head to loose head, and this was furthered by McDonald's just playing as well as he did. So McDonald room is Starting side head and get uh, the is as a loose head. However, he's currently under, you know, in the jury at the moment. So it's a bit of a debate as to who may be the loose head starter because, yeah, if you could go back to Garcia Bossa, you Javier Diaz, but he's actually currently in two minor, but you wouldn't expect to start someone like that in the first match. So maybe it's going to be a rookie who's Michael Diaz. On okay, the okay. number 20, uh, featured against the Barbarian in December.
4: I've
3: yeah. got uh, a lot of time for both him and also Lucio Sordoni, he's another newcomer. Those two I uh, do rate highly, and they've mm-hmm. actually taken over in the Okay. To go with Franco Prado, left of Italy. Uh, otherwise, there's a tie has been all of last year, year's was in the squad, Enrique Piaezus. And I do expect to see a lot of him. You can really damage the scrum in particular.
0: Um, yeah,
4: But and,
3: yeah, I would, I would suggest for, for the Lions, they're probably going to go for the Grun or the head and, and and Beavis possibly for the Loosehead. So
2: okay, the perfect. Okay, that'll be really, really helpful for, for the managers. And like you said, just people have got to be, uh, be aware of the fact that there's going to be a big rotation policy through there, I would think, through the year. Um, moving on to the halfbacks, I mean, w- we both expect Gonzalo Betranal was going to be the the lead there. How does that work in, in your eyes with the return of uh, um, where am I? Thomas Thomas Kubeshi and Martin Landajo. They're both extremely experienced halfbacks. Uh, is is that a, a jersey that you think is going to be con- consistently with Betranal, or is it just going to be shared between the three?
3: I similar to, uh, to last year, and which did surprise quite a few people because Betrano was ha- hay how down the spot. Mm. Personally, I was not so surprised. And the reason for that is Lidlou and pass is actually quite inconsistent. He regularly passes uh, above chest height to play, this, uh, which is no good. So, yeah. for a time, more accurate in that regard. Plagano's big advantage is line-breaking. But, I mean, we're talking now about as coach. You know, this guy wants you know to have a scrum half playing as a scrum half. So he wants accurate ball decision making. You know the key things. He wants someone to organize the pack. So Brett really has these characteristics down really well. So I, I expect him to be the main man for the position. Uh, I would say Tomas be definitely above Landau his second choice. Uh, Lazaro has been linked to move abroad for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not hearing clearly where that might be, but I think Lid is being, being uh, the destination, coming through the loudest. So, with, with all that in mind, I, mean, I, I would suggest he's probably number three choice behind them. There are other options. There's actually a winger, who is Sebastian Consayedi, who naturally the Scrum have, but because of him being from a Hindu club in Buenos Aires, which had a on the scrum half, there. they moved him to wing, and it ended up that he has been used there for Haguahiti
0: for the Argentina team, which is the A side. Scrum yeah. half is very good. So, I mean, there, there's a name which could possibly pop up at the prize time at some point. Okay, no, that's great. Um, we were huge fans of uh, of both Kubeji, and, uh, and I, I really loved Landajo. I mean, as you said, I think it's maybe a bit of a change that they are looking for a scrum half to just. Perform the duties of a scrum half, quick, clean, and crisp ball rather than. Uh, Landajo was exciting because yeah, some of those probing runs um, were fantastic. But um, I, I I thought uh, that Kubeji would would find himself back in the starting position this year because I thought uh, before his injury he was seemed to be ranked number one. But um, no, interesting. Well, interesting to see how that plays out. But I think I, I think you're spot on that uh, we'll see Bertrand probably most of the season most of the season. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, look, Paul. the The biggest question, I guess, um, this year about the Haguara the biggest question mark is how is the departure of Nicolas Sanchez going to affect that team? And um, and yeah, first of all, who will be replacing him? And will he be able? Will they be able to fill those shoes? I mean, it's a hard, it's a loaded question. But um, yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be huge for the team. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just just
3: think of Dan Carter leaving. And a lot of people thought it should be doom and gloom, it didn't work out that way, did it? Yeah. So, I mean, Sanchez has been there forever. Uh, well, for three years, yeah. but that's forever for Aguilaris, of course. And mm-hmm. it, it was him in Juan my senior none as the 10s. And because of that, what actually happened is others were held back. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's detrimental, of course, for the team and the entire team as a whole. So Hernández retired um, mid-superwork last year in Sancho's course now in France so you know they, they, they have to adapt and it's not a case of uh, you know just owning every rookie now because I mean one player who, who is there is Joachim. when he should have started against Uruguay started against the Barbarians for I Argentina mean uh, in December did very well very accurate goals with a strong game overall he's the leading uh, contender to start mm-hmm. and, uh, and I mean he's a, he's a good player uh, there's no reason to suggest that he's not up to the abilities required of the competition. Uh, many things have happened He have actually offered a uh, contract abroad that decided to stay with Higuardy. Um, good choice, him, I mean, uh, for the, there are three other players who are uh, uh, fly house, but I would actually narrow down further than that. So the, the other players are Domingo Miotti, who's a young player from Tucumán, mm. very good. Uh, goal-picking, not as strong as uh, the Bonita, but uh, that could change him very young, of course. Uh, sometimes he's been there from the beginning, but I would expect him to be used as an inside center again, and he's uh, that, even then, probably not going to be in the top two choices for that position. And the other player is fullback for the match against Littleberg, Juan yeah. He is uh, player can play anywhere on the back line, uh, mm. basically. He, uh, some people think he's best at standard, Other people, people like him on the wing, all that. But he, he, he has played uh, fly-half two matches, played one game there in Georgia, the Argentina team last year. Uh, Pat, you know, got past grade from that match. But uh, for me, the the, the two fly-half be in the 23, uh, most weeks are going to be definitely... The followed by uh, the obvious, His replacement replaced with the other possibility being playing uh, via, say, at flyhouse which were experiment experiment in training last year, but never transpired on the scale. So, yeah. given the needs of the team and the roster they have, I don't really oh. see that happening unless it's conversion <laughs> to this year. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, uh, extending that metaphor, that that example of Dan Carter leaving the Crusaders, basically we can expect Diaz Bonisha to be Richie Mwanga this year for the Jaguares. <laughs> well,
3: there's a lot of holes in that regard, definitely, but it's different because he, he's already old and he's, he's uh, 28 from, from up to oh,
2: okay. really? now. really? Right. I thought he was 21 uh, or yeah, 22. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, no,
3: actually 29. Right. that. And so he's been really held back. And a yeah. lot of people were calling, you know, for him to start, it, to, you know, play him. But one of the problems I did have that has being alleviated now is that Hernandez was on such a huge contract because it, it took something, you know, yeah. very expensive to get the guy back from France. And, mm. and he was, you know, at 35 years of age, he started a test match against England at Flyhouse. I mean, mm. So you've got... You've got something like this under <coughs> contract to, to you, you want to use the gun. Mm. And of course, now we have an opportunity finally for this
4: year,
3: bonus that hopefully get the game time you deserve.
2: Mm. Yeah, we can, we can hear the stress about that one, and you've always been hanging out for it. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. We'll lighten things up. So Geronimo, de la, Fuente is, Geronimo sorry, is, de la Fuente is going to be the captain this year and obviously going to hold down the number 12 jersey. Um, I know when I spoke to you briefly last year, you mentioned that Geronimo is often shortened to Hero, which with some bad Aussie yeah, pronunciation right. is, is clearly going to end up as Hero over on our side <laughs> of the shores. So I love that you've made Hero your captain for 2019. <laughs>
3: I think it's a strong choice uh, as <laughs> a candidate, and I agree I personally I, I was uh, slightly surprised, but in a good way because they had vice-captains a year. You I know one of them was fullback corking cut, and I, I did see him as a, as a strong man uh, for the position. So did point like getting it was uh, something which did come as a you know a minor surprise, but a very, very good choice, I think um. He can very much build uh, the, the team around him. He's very much the, the man who calls the shots on the defence for the backs. Yeah. And uh, the player is a man of respect. I think he's you known to everybody, neutrals them and home
0: fans alike. I think uh, I think you're spot on. I was going to say exactly that, that I think he's a really a player that you could build a team around. Um, again, personally, I'd love a 12 in Australia like Geronimo went Fuente, but. Um, uh you know, we're we not, not as lucky I guess. But um all right, uh well we we're gonna talk about either um you no know, look we'll stick in the centres. Um who who yeah. do we who do we see playing thirteen? Um I mean Orlando obviously has donned that jersey quite a lot, um, but towards the end of the season last year, uh, Moroni Matthias Moroni came back from uh the sevens and um is he the preferred starter, you think, in the thirteen jersey?
3: he is, yes. He, he missed the whole campaign until mm. uh, mid-year through injury, and uh, that was massive loss. So Orlando played more than should have been the case, you know, because realistically they should be rotating. They're both uh, similar levels, but they have different attributes. Um, against South Africa in the also win last year, Moroni had the best match I can remember, and that match confirmed in my mind that of the two, he, he's the one you would want started. So, those two are the 13, the but you can expand it to look at other players that they have. We've got uh, a rookie, Santiago. Choco should play at some point, he's very good, but very young. Mm. And uh, personally, I, I want to see uh, Miliano Bosé playing 13. He's, he's tall. He was in that position for the under 20s. He hasn't been there uh, for Argentina or Higuada simply because he was thrusting the team from the under 20s in his first year, and then they played him wing, which was the position they needed Yeah, uh, to, to find players for it at that point in time. Now, though, in, in 2019, wing is arguably the strongest position Argentina had. So, with that in mind, absolutely. hey, it's probably time to, yeah see if we got the goods for 13. Superweight is perfect for that. And, you know, and that would change everything. You know, potentially you could have him starting against Tonga in the World Cup at 13. Why not? Yeah. And, uh, uh, otherwise, uh, behind Villafuente for 12, I expect it to, again, be Portis de mm. Um,
4: there's
3: also the possibility of Villafuente playing 13 now and then, which has happened uh, in the past. Mm. But, uh, I think the midfield. There's no complaints there that they've got the players that they want both established and newcomers to
0: to fill avoid void if required. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, look, but Bef- buffelli is one of my favourite players in that um, in that back line. And as you said, it's definitely one of their strongest suits now with uh, with Del Delgi and Moyano. There's there's a whole host of absolutely fantastic and exciting outside backs. Um, I I actually really like seeing Buffelli play fullback in the few games he. He played there. Um, I think it was because Tuchellet was injured. Um, do you think? Yeah. Do you think we'll see? Like, if if we're not seeing him play thirteen, do you think we'll just see him on the on the wing again, and then Moyano and Delgi to battle out the other spot, or do you think we might see him contesting with Tuchellet for that fullback jersey? I Very open.
3: I mean, that's why I was a bit a bit surprised to see. Uh, Kuzma he was playing fullback against Uruguay. Uh, Tukolac came off the bench in that one uh, you mentioned Dalgier he was always a fullback at, at junior level outstanding I mean, anyone wants to dig up some old YouTube videos from the under 20 just just look what he did at that tournament and you've also got now uh, Nato Mendy who is a, a rookie he's 19 uh, he played against Uruguay. He, he's another guy who could really go far he's already played for Argentina in Mm. So uh, the established players are, are gonna be Ramiro Mushano, likely starting eleven. Okay. Uh likely starting fourteenth. Okay. Uh, now, for the start of the season anyway, Boselli's uh, not gonna be likely to start again. He's currently injured. He's on a three week injury two weeks into that. Okay. So there should be so I mean, we're in doubt if he's gonna play the start so Tukalette's probably gonna be the fullback to start the season. Yeah. But uh, I'm really impressed in seeing what they, what they do with him. But even if they reliable, he oh. can start from wing, he can start from fullback and, and, and outside center, hopefully, too.
2: What uh, What injury has Buffeli done?
3: Well, I'm not serious with the uh, uh, minor legs. not uh I think it was. He'll be back. It's just they're, they're not taking any risks. And I mean, the preseason training is very hot in uh, South America at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Uh, my friend in Chicago last month sent me a message, and just, it was 40 below there. Something like <laughs> yeah. That here was 40 40 above. Yeah. So, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, very hot. You don't want to be don't want to be doing any any mad playing Eddie Jones style. <laughs> you know, to hurt players, do you?
2: No, That's we it. we definitely feel you. It was 40 degrees today here where we are as well. So we know exactly what it's like. Um, just in terms of other injuries, the other two names that I saw you put up on on uh, Twitter a day or so ago were Marcos Clerma and Javier Diaz. Uh, do you, could you tell us any more about what's happening with their injuries?
3: Both minor, uh, yeah. So all the players realistically will be okay at the beginning of the campaign, but uh,
4: awesome.
3: you know when you've got a squad of, of forty players as they do. You're not going, going to be using players you don't need to, um, so I, I expect all those players in doubt that Kreml will probably be fine to start, and I think be a, the other guy will, will possibly not play at least for the uh, beginning. Keta uh, Shaparo seems to be back to normal uh, as of Wednesday yesterday, so Perfect. I expect expect him to be to be there, but I would probably pick him for the bench role at best. I just don't see why they would unnecessarily play guys. The, the match that they're talking about this season being World Cup year and Casado the coach of of uh, as well as I've support staff and I um, mean the word support a the business meeting because realistically La was right hand man and uh, together they they manage everything. So uh any
0: player who's in doubt uh, expects to be rested. Okay, perfect, perfect, fantastic. All right. Well, look, thank you for um, bearing with us and taking us through the team, you know, start to finish. Um, I think you've certainly given us some things to think about. So, a- answering those questions on, you know, who will be filling in on on positions and if there's been any any change to, I guess, who's preferred at starting or um, or what not. Um, and, yeah, and I guess you've given us a few names that we, um, we weren't familiar with to, to watch and keep an eye on for the, for the season. So, um, yeah, look, thank you very much for, for coming on and, and joining us on our podcast and, and previewing the Haguaris. We, uh, we're looking forward to seeing how they go this year and, um, and, yeah, looking forward to the exciting season ahead. So, thanks very much, particularly for getting up very early um, to join us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. We, we really appreciate oh, it, Paul. A pleasure and... Uh, i hope you have a a, a great season to enjoy absolutely much cheers all right well thanks very much we'll we'll talk to you later on the season okay thank you thanks paul cheers fantastic oh Oh, good oh i forgot to say that uh i just wanted to comment to him just that i could listen to him pronounce those names (laughs) all day god he makes them sound so good um and probably also to apologise for our butchering of those names, despite despite our best efforts, I think we did pretty well. Um, I think we did pretty well. But um, no, huge thank you to Paul um, for for his time. He was getting up at I think seven in the morning or something in Argentina to uh, to talk to us. So um, yeah, you went up at that time today, I, were you? I was not. So huge <laughs> wraps to that. And again, just you can get after Paul. Um, re- honestly, really, if you want any like all the news on the jaguares or Argentina, um, you should f- follow Paul because. He's the one that really provides it all in English, anyway. Um, and so, Paul on Twitter at Argentina underscore twenty twenty seven, and also at America's Rugby, um, and on Facebook as well, America's Rugby. Fantastic. All right. Well, Haguari's done and dusted. Let's let's talk about four South African teams. Um, so, yeah, let's let's uh, give give a call to our our fellow podcast, the Elite Rugby Banter, um, over in South Africa. Um, and joining us will be um, Adam and Matt of the of the five of them. So see huge thanks we, to them. Let's give them a call. How
2: do we multi-call? Do you know how to do this I think you've got a. No, I'm going to call the one. Yeah,
0: then. Adam. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Very good, thank you, Adam. You're uh, you're here with Kagi and with Harry. How so. are you going?
3: Good. Good. How,
2: how are you, gentlemen? Uh, very good. We're just, uh, we're just throwing Matt into this call as well. Just
0: figuring out how to add Matt to the call. So, um, you know, we're not as well versed in uh, in cross-city uh, or cross-country calling and podcasts as you are. Oh, there he is. Here he is, Matt. <laughs> yep. Welcome. You're, uh, you're on with Kagi and Harry and also uh, Adam as well. So, uh, thanks very much for joining us. No worries. Very pumped to be talking to you guys. We enjoy listening to the pod each week and... And uh, obviously, our, our game of, our unofficial game of trying to hide uh, shout outs in, as far or as early in the podcast as we can has has uh, has not has been going well the last couple of weeks. So, um, so yeah, look. Uh, I've been
1: shafted for, for bringing you guys up too early. Too which early? I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's very unfit because you guys are putting on a quality product, so uh, you've got a with, you have know? hard
2: Uh, Well, we we uh, we'll take anything we can get, so we we definitely appreciate it, and and uh, we 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 all actually genuinely listen to every single episode of your pods as well. So, really enjoy what you guys do. The the news and the banter is always good. That's it.
0: We're we're those three listeners that pop up in Australia. um, That's right. You know. (laughs) But, but yeah, alright um, So guys, we, yeah, we, we might kick
2: on Just because we managed to, uh, to Talk a lot with, uh, with Paul About the hags and, and we don't want to keep people up For, for an average ARB podcast of two hours um, <laughs> let's, let's start with uh... Uh,
5: Yeah, it's never meant to be that long <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we started We thought we'd do 45 minute episodes Adam oh. that, was the, that was the happy time
1: Oh,
0: we like, could uh, pass that very quickly. Oh, so did we. Look, our, our aim was like, oh, we're never going to go over an hour. But I think, you know, our first season, we didn't have any under about an hour and 20, you know. So, uh, I mean, look, we'll, we'll have a look. Right now, we're on 47 minutes. So we're not doing too well. But um, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> one, um, out of, one out of five teams down, fellas. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, let's get stuck into the South African conference preview. Um, I think the right place to start is definitely with Adam's team, the Bulls. Yep, yeah, that's it. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. He just gave us such a nice, uh, nice, nice raps, and we've, we've hammered him straight off the bat. But, um, no, all right. Well, at, Adam, you have... <laughs> you, have been, you have been plugged as the expert. Sorry. No, you go. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right, so, kick
0: Yeah, all right. Well, in terms of uh, talking about the Bulls, um... God, Okay. What have we? I've actually done no preparation with yeah, ball worry, this. Yeah, don't worry, man.
2: I've, I've done this one. All right, you do. It, um, so, guys, we're looking. We'll just go through position by position, and we can kind of work out who we think's probably more likely or less likely to play, and who who are the where's the value for people, I guess. Um, so, so, starting right out at the front, you have the props Lizzo Gaboka, obviously injured. I think he injured his toe last year and missed the entire season from a toe. Which, yeah, from a toe, which means okay. Nair Kanye just had the jersey to himself. How do you guys think that'll play out? I know Nia Kanye can play both sides, and I think the one that I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have seen, France Van Wyk has gone off to the Lions. How do you think it'll play out?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Lillis Liza... <laughs> will call that, if I got that correct. He'll be, he'll be the starting one, and he's back to full fitness uh, this year. He's been there and thereabouts uh, near the Springbok setup for quite, quite some time. So he'll probably fill the jersey uh, with maybe Matthias Besson behind him. Um, at number two it, it's a bit interesting the Bills are going through a bit of a, a hooker injury crisis mm. uh, you've all heard about him through Saracens he'll likely start but the only guy that's currently fit at the moment is uh, Johan Grobola they've used the word prodigy <laughs> around Johan I'm not sure uh, behind him is Cornel Ace uh, because Yaki Basagi and Edgar Maratile, they're both injured
5: at the moment for, for the next what, while Mar- so hooker I think you're lucky that Maratula is coming back in March, I think I heard. Four weeks, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's going to miss yes. essentially February and half of March.
0: But isn't Shawk Brits yeah. as old as Adrian Strauss? I only just noticed the oh, other day Scott that he's an old Britz soul.
5: Retired last year, don't forget. Scott Britz retired last year.
0: <laughs> oh right, okay. So right, he's uh, coming back because
5: You're tired, and then they said no, but we'll give you a Springbok cap.
0: Right. Okay. Uh,
5: yeah.
0: And he's, <laughs> he's, ho- he's, uh, he's yeah. hoping to stick around and be he's a passenger like, in the World yeah. Cup then.
1: Yeah. yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And, and he'll likely be this starting two uh, with the Bills at this stage. Uh, and you kind of, uh, he'll be at three. Uh, he's someone to keep an eye on. Again, also another guy there and thereabouts. He'll likely be at three.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: at four, the Bulls have a bit of a problem. Achir Snowman, he picked up an injury uh, mm-hmm. in the last week. He would have been a lock uh, for for the season, so he's out for the next while. I think also maybe March or April. So either Jason Jenkins or Yannis Kirsten, who sometimes falls in at seven,
4: Mm.
1: Uh, he'll be maybe going into the number four jersey and you've got lord diago uh, mm. the captain he'll be at five and there's a guy behind him He's also quite highly spoken about eli snayman i don't know if they're related to i don't know if he's related <laughs> no. to him <much>, yeah <laughs> no, right, okay. he's two meters tall yeah he's two meters tall uh weighs 111 kilograms he might possibly also come in behind diago uh, at seven um you've got a guy like ron Ruan, uh, Ruan smith uh, mm. and also paul skumman uh, they're around and then at uh at, oh sorry at six excuse me mm. uh, and then at seven a guy like uh Beloy, i know john mitchell he liked them a lot last year uh, but he'll be fighting for the jersey with the likes of kirsten there's also the bulls uh especially within their forwards have a bit of a problem beyond their hookers being injured a guy like what's his name here uh markup and starting
4: uh, springbok markup and starting mm. he's yeah. currently injured at the moment as well so near lucy's deck chairs might move around a little bit, so there might be
1: some value uh, for your ma- fantasy managers out there hmm. to, to get involved. Uh, Another number eight, uh, I was
2: going to say Dwine. Dwine. Dwine <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an Australian uh, <laughs> podcast, guys, but you don't have to put on the Australian pronunciation. <laughs> no, Adam's just, uh, no, Adam's not
5: putting it on, He just can't pronounce it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh,
1: uh,
5: and I can't... I just can't help myself,
1: but yeah, Dwayne Millen, he'll be at eight. Uh, he'll be ahead of Andre Liebenberg. Liebenberg was apparently the next big thing. He kept the junior spring box a while ago, but he went he had a bad knee injury uh, two seasons back. He hasn't quite reached the heights at scrum off. It's a bit weird as much as as, as well as you know, we really love Arvin mm. Uh and by love uh, we mean we don't like the ball. We'd love to see Embr- <laughs> we'd love to see Embers, um Embrose a page Christ, what was I doing? Uh, Embers Papier. We're we'll hoping it starts. <laughs> he finished the interview of tour quite strongly for the
0: bucks. All, all that Springbok no game time controls. you got. Yeah, you got have, yeah.
2: Did you guys have a look at the uh, the trial team that's been announced for this weekend for the Bulls? Yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, there, it's it's, really t- it's kind of what what you've been going through. Of Janus Kirsten filling in at seven, Paul, Paul Skuman at six. Oh. Uh, but like you said, Ivan Van Zyl, I I don't know that either of us would have picked him to be. The first choice, Papier is on the bench, but maybe it's not as, as much of a gimme as you would expect the uh, South African backup halfback to be getting a starting jersey for his club.
5: Uh, I mean, the uh, ball's overhabited. Oops. Yeah, sorry, Matt. I was going to say, it. say it's the same form as last, year, last season's form as well, but played behind Ivan the whole season and yeah. then leapfrogged him essentially for the bucks. Mm.
2: So I wonder yeah, if... Uh, uh, if higher honours will be putting the foot down and saying they want him to start. If Rassi will be enforcing yeah. his will, yeah. yeah.
4: We, 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 we can only hope. Uh, <laughs> we really can only hope because the, the Bulls will have a habit of picking
0: certain players uh, that shouldn't be there. Anyway,
1: let me carry on. 100-5. Yep. Uh, 10. He'll be at 10. Uh, Manny Lee behind him. He's very capable. As also expected to come from the bench quite a bit uh, and show some skills. The Bulls, unfortunately, they've lost uh, Travis Ishmael. He picked up an injury a couple of weeks ago, which gives an opportunity to do one of the uh, big signings, apart from Vermulden and Scalpel Brits, a seven star Roscoe uh, Speckman.
0: Mm. He'll be
1: filling out the back three for the Bulls. Uh, then they have the try to test center combination of Berger Oudendahl uh, and Jesse Creel. I've always felt Creel was a better 15 and 13, but I think <laughs> that horse left the station about three years ago, <laughs>
4: so we'll just have to have to get over it.
2: Uh, yeah, you, guys, you guys have always been very vocal about that. I don't know, on this side, we really like him as outside centre, but it, uh, it seems like a lot of the,
0: the South Africans don't feel the same way. Well, We, we, we like him defending an outside centre, but attacking on the wing. Yeah. Pretty yeah.
1: much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Jesse, and also, with all the crossfit, he surely does. Um, we're always a little
4: bit
1: worried that he's not, not focused uh, on, on his game hendrix he hasn't played a competitive rugby match i think in three or four years due to our heart complaints mm. he's there there about now that uh, bulls back three so he might be a bit of a bolter uh, for your fantasy managers to pick up uh, then you've got Kalant, uh, who we're big fans of he, mm. he's great but in that bulls back three uh there are quite a ton of pace and versatility. you got a guy like dip van rousseau uh, at 15 but he could also play uh, out wide the channels duncan matthews who's a very capable number 11. As well, Johnny Kotzer. He used to play for the Stormers, he's very strong defensively. He's a 14, as you've seen with the team name this weekend, uh, Jade Stechman, uh, at 14 as well. So they've got quite a bit of depth, mm. uh, but also a fly half, they have a bit of a problem. If Pollard and Lippard get injured, they don't have Malaj Bashoff, he's out till April. And then they're trying to sign Garth April, who, uh, I don't know, he's with the Sharks. Yeah. He apparently also has a shoulder complaint. So, in certain positions, the Bulls are lacking a little bit of depth. Overall, very strong starting, starting team. They didn't lose too many senior guys last year. I mean, Andre, uh, Andre Strauss retired For the better, I'd say. Mm. It was a bit. If you ask me, he was a little bit over the hill. So yeah. Generally speaking, they're looking quite strong, but I think their major loss is Arhef Sleeman. He's very important uh, to just ball-carrying, line out. I mean, their replacements are more than capable, and they should be, quite, they should be stronger at home. So you guys...
2: Yes. You, you mentioned Eli uh, Snowman, obviously part of the breeding program that the Kiwis have been doing, having their siblings coming through. You guys have taken that on. But <laughs> what about Jason Jenkins? He was a guy that fit in a lot uh, at, at lock and in the loose forge as well. Do you think that he's someone that'll fit into the locks again this year? Or do you think that he's going to be used a little bit more sparingly? Mm,
4: I, I'd
1: suggest they probably do a bit of both, depending on where the need arises. Uh, I mean, I hadn't done as, I hadn't done as a start fitting fall, but, but a guy like Yanis Kirsten might push ahead of him. I'm not quite sure what Coach human uh, will be deciding, but this will be his first Super Rugby season with the Bulls uh, as head coach. He has been part of the backroom staff, and, and from a player staff point of view, just to shift them that way, the Bulls last year with uh, John Mitchell kind of got a little bit confused. This is Mitchell from an attack point of is great? The Bulls have always been well-known for uh, bullet rugby, very strong carrying the ball forward. Heavy in defence, mm. <laughs> almost Jake White style, mm. back in 2007, the Springboks Box pump. So, with Pote I was interested to see uh, how they do. They didn't have the best Curry Cup campaign. They did push the, the Stormers, I mean, excuse me, Western Province uh, close oh. in the semi final last year in the Curry Cup. So, a guy like Jenkins uh, and Yanis Kirsten, there might be a bit of rotation between the two. But uh, I personally see Jenkins being more uh, at four. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Pote does uh, from the head coach's box.
2: What do you think of? Uh, you mentioned Human and, and the effect the effect that he might have on this team. What was his playing style, or his team's playing style, like in the Curry Cup? Is he a, a more kind of runners through the middle type player, or does he like to throw the, his team like to throw the ball around? What What do you expect out of that?
1: Um, I expect them just to revert back to more traditional style balls <laughs> for rugby, uh, using using their heavy runners, particularly within their loose forwards, particularly Vermeulen, uh uh, to carry the ball up and punch holes. Uh, through the defense especially close around the rucks. Second defenders and then create space out wide uh, for the guys like Kalant, Hendricks. I Haven't really seen him much but he's got gas. Kalant's mm. uh, got gas. Creel's got gas. Uh, they've got a lot of pace out wide. So I speak to the play quite tight uh, around the ruck area, so they can put it suck in some guys and create space with the outside back. So they're not the sort of team to <laughs> to cut teams open like the All Blacks. If you put it that way, very much uh, hammer and tongs for sort the of style of rugby. But but culturally. He's been the Bulls for a while. I don't think there'll be much a uh, rub up as compared to John Mitchell, as we all know. John Mitchell marked his way, so that's kind of uh, they'll revert to a more traditional style and also a strong set piece, particularly from uh, Lana
0: time. Okay, and what about um, what about the rest of these sevens players? I don't know why, but for, in terms of fantasy, I normally get excited by sevens players coming across just because generally they mm. can they can shift, they can move, and uh, you know can get some line breaks, get some points. Um, the Bulls seem to have signed cool. a whole host. I mean, we talked about Stedman. Um, and they've also got Dylan Sage, uh, even Roscoe Speckman, the angry little man. Um, uh, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you see them getting some time, do you think? Um, I mean, even, t- I was excited by Tim, Tim Agaba. Ag- Agaba. Agaba? Agaba. <laughs> Agaba, yeah. Right. Agaba. Yeah. <laughs> I wrecked that one. But um, did, we, we, we didn't end up seeing him play really, um, I think he played one or two games, but I didn't, I had high expectations, didn't say much from him.
1: Yeah, the sevens. The, the Mac may correct me, but yeah, the sevens guys are very much hit and miss. Quite Hendricks, he comes from the sevens pedigree. Mm. He was a, very much a sevens star uh, when he came through a few seasons ago. But yeah. a lot of the sevens guys, what they have going against them is size. Uh, yeah. I know even with the stalks they, they've got guys like. um a like... And Ruanda. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Those Sevens guys are not necessarily the biggest. Uh, I know, unfortunately, in South Africa, we seem to uh, favor size over versatility. Hopefully, that's changing. I mean, uh, Colby made his debut for the box last yeah. year. So it's a bit of a miss. I think Spec might be quite successful, particularly since he's being played more in a position that suits his uh, qualities better. Out wide, pace. A guy like Agaba, and, and forgive me, I'm not super familiar with the seven setup. I know the box are great. Well, we were a couple of seasons ago, hmm. the Blitz uh, overall, it's a little bit hit, hit and miss, and I think it's more down to the individual. I know Quaker Smith; he's also got Sevens pedigree. When we talk about the Lions, he he plays in a role that suits his physique and style, style of play in particular. So it very much depends how how they're deployed. And Agaba, I mean, you raised a very good point. He kind of hasn't been anywhere. I was quite excited for him to uh, get into the Bulls the last season or two, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen a match. So uh, a bit of a question mark. But Speckman in
5: particular, was, I think I have a good. Wasn't he injured for a big chunk of last season as well? the goal yeah, never going. you never got going as well I mean, it's a lot of compet- yeah. it wasn't like just the last
1: game in the loose uh, for the Bulls uh, that hopefully that answers your question
0: yeah no that's great look I think the thing with the Bulls it always seems is that um, I swear there's a certain amount of players you're allowed to have in your team but it feels like the Bulls <laughs> always have about two full teams or even have a whole separate team just of back rowers because yeah, yeah. they seem to have an unlimited amount of back <laughs> rowers they play the same oh, plan yeah. as the Sun <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah, um, the
5: Bulls have this notorious habit of signing players just for the sake of signing and guys just going languish there on a bench or playing sort of lower tier where they could be getting super rugby exposure somewhere else just because the Bulls can bankroll them for a decent ish salary so yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not that they're, well, it's not well, ideal. they're not ideal and they pick up kids at high school already and start talking to them and like in their last year like why don't you come play for us next year when you Matriculate and all that. Yeah, right. So they've got sketchy practices, but at the same time, they've got a deep enough wallet because every other Afrikaans like buys one of their jerseys, so they've got deep enough pockets for it.
0: Okay, two. I know you. Got, you guys should just thank your lucky stars you don't have rugby league as well. Uh, in, yeah. over there ruining everything for you. But um, no, you see, you've still got enough problems, I guess, trying to. Uh, yeah, take people just signing players from all over the shop very early on. Last two questions, guys,
2: <laughs> on the on the balls for you, Garth April. He's got a broken leg. They're talking about him as fly half cover being... Yeah, apparently. I think, uh, from memory, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> now I'm not as confident, but yeah, that's what I think it is. Um, is he going to Is he gonna get signed? Oh, no, it's a shoulder injury. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Where'd you come with that? Don't know. <laughs> so he's apparently going to be injured uh, at the start of the season if he comes across anyway, but I don't know. Do you guys have any insight? Is he going to come across? What do you think?
1: Uh... So I think they're looking very short term at the moment, but if there's any whiff of an injury with them, they'd be probably, my, my bet is he probably won't come through. Uh, personally speaking, he's more flattered to deceive, uh, but knowing the Bills, probably can probably contradict me as they always do. I, I kind of feel the Bulls would be better to serve maybe going into their, going even to Varsity Cup level. Often the Super Rugby teams, when they run into injury issues, they're different to Varsity Cup level, which I'd argue is almost as good as carry Cup level uh, as it happens here.
4: Nice. So,
1: personally speaking, I don't think he'll come across. And April, I don't think he's the right sort of player for the Bulls. The Bulls need a guy with a big boot, which Lubbock has. He has a great boot. Pollard does too. Bosh off as well. I just think, he, don't think he's the right sort of player. He's more of a little bit better with ball in hand. I and mean, his distribution's okay.
5: I just don't think his boot's big enough. And he won't suit the Bulls' style of rugby, uh, personally speaking. The problem is, I mean, the Bulls only have two fly- offs at the moment. And you can't do a super rugby season with two fly offs
0: Yeah. No, well, I mean, so you, you have. You can if you have Andre Pollard, but, um, you know...
5: He uh, <laughs> uh, sat up for two years, with, almost two years with entries also. Yeah. So well, I think Bo-
0: Boshoff,
2: I know, is meant to be back in kind of somewhere between late March, early April, so six seasons, if they're, yeah. if they're unlucky, they're going to be scrounging around, But and maybe that's when Garth April gets a short-term contract, but maybe they can hold the two of them until then.
5: Yeah, hopefully they can hold off, because, yeah, he's, he doesn't like the, the most fires, and he's not the most inspirational and Mm. shame the
0: poor kid because he's you know, he's not
5: shit he's just unlucky i guess yeah for uh, sure uh, back average that'd be my definition
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good all right well let's move on to um uh well matt i guess we'll ask you if you can take us through the stormers pretty please so um i mean we all okay. you know we uh we heard you talking about the stormers type 5 the uh the best in super rugby if not the world and um I have to say, I think think you're pretty spot on there. Uh, they're, they're, you'd be pretty hard pressed to beat them. Um, just particularly those front rowers. I mean, as a prop myself, I I love the fire truck, Stephen Kitsoff, and uh, and Big Wilco Low. They're just they're incredible. Um, I don't
2: I don't know that I'm as on board about Bongi and as you guys are yet, though.
0: Yeah, true. You guys are very excited about Bongi. I guess we just um, we we look at Malcolm Marks and just stop there, really. So um, yeah, full <laughs> <We'll> stop. <laughs> they're
5: two they're two very different. Pro- uh, okay, sorry. Where Wongi's well, like Long is like a very cross Jack Russell who's I don't know someone's just kicked in the balls or something. <laughs> he's, he's, he's rabid and incredibly busy. If you get him going, he's was probably one of the toughest nuggets, and he's one of those, those where one of those players where the Bulls just snatched him up early. Hmm. He got zero game time forever, and then came to the Stormers and has just shown that he's pretty much where Marks is more like a showy classic like show off. show-off's a cut name but anyway (laughs) it's like a show-off hooker like he's a I don't want to call him a luxury player because I'm going to get upset and I'm going to get comments (laughs) (laughs) whereas whereas Bongi on the other hand does the hard graft and he does almost the the things that you don't don't look at too often and that but need to be done in the background he's like an administrative hooker almost
0: administrative hooker okay (laughs) I like it um very good. All right, well, one of the questions I think everyone's talking about in fantasy this year is, um, yeah, you're, that fantastic front row the Stormers have, they're going to have to rest these guys. So um, Kistoff and, and Wilco Lowe, um, I mean, obviously they're pretty good, and I guess they'll do the same thing this year, just rotating Wilco Lowe and, and Franz Malherber. Um, yeah. But who, who's going to replace, who's the backup for Kistof with uh, JC Van Rensburg leaving, and he, he did a pretty good job of that last year. Who's, who's going to step up and, and fill in that void?
5: Normally, normally the money would say Ali for Mark, but Ali is not that great mm. uh, there's but, a news there's that new signing of Alex also pointed out last week uh, Quenzo Blose. he's come up from the under the Western province under 21 system okay. he's had a good he's had a good good little run recently in that system so I'm hoping yeah because I'm assuming in the games that they rest kits off Ali's gonna start and then he's gonna Hopefully, come off the bench and maybe make a name for himself and leapfrog over Ali and get a start. Right. Mm.
0: Mm. Okay. For sure. Um, well, moving on. I mean, we, we know that uh, yeah, the Stormers have pretty much the best locks in the world. Um, and I guess the you know if you want to send any locks over to Australia, that's fine. We'll take we'll take Salman Morat or uh, JD Shigley We'll take any of them. That's fine. Um, that's, um,
5: both of them. Are, speaking of that, I think both of them are starting this Saturday.
0: Oh, are they? In, in the trial? Okay. That's well. That's good to get into. Yeah, the, I mean.
5: Yeah, the trial. Hmm. Yeah, Alifamark, Skara, and Kumbhra, your front row, and Murat, and sorry, Chris Van Stel.
0: Oh, yeah. Just the
5: other
0: lock. We have to tell you, actually, the just I've just thought of it, but the Stormers uh, are generally the most annoying team for us here in Australia, because they are, without doubt, always the last team to release their team list every week, so um, while we're... Uh, while we're doing our fantasy trades, uh, we're often waiting for some of the South African lineups to come out on like a Thursday night. And without fail, the Stormers just won't release it until uh, our time Friday morning. So, um, yeah. How's this the, the Jaguars? Is it? Oh, okay. Oh, well, you're, close. Uh, you're better timed to them than we are, but uh, <laughs> the Stormers for us is the problem.
1: Uh, the, the key, guys, is their websites. You just you just hang around on the Stormers' website because a lot of the South African news sites they not update immediately. So also, a took to your listeners: the Stormers' website is the best source uh, yep. to get their news, hopefully sooner than than, than later. Okay. Uh, okay.
0: Awesome. We actually we uh, Harry, Harry just went and get, got in contact with every Super Rugby team's media department, and we yeah. actually uh, got uh, added to the Stormers' like media media nice. list. So they uh, normally, they normally yeah. actually email us their team list as it comes out, but still, it's still way too oh, late. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, they actually, yeah,
5: you're still going to be lost on the queue, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, they also okay. they also do like a media um, Skype call or something. You can call in and listen to it while they make like announcements every week. And we've been meaning to get onto that, but it's always at a really weird time. So we've just never done it. But um, yeah, it would be good to prank that maybe one time. I don't know how, how it works, but no, I think it's just listening. But <laughs> it, would, it would be good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah, so sorry. Okay, we got sidetracked. But talking about the locks, obviously we've got Elizabeth and... Um, I guess will will PSD will Peter Steph Detoy be playing 7 um, obviously Rassi wants him there um, how do we see that running in the in the Stormers because they have a host of uh, pretty good back rowers as well but um, do we see them putting J.D. Schickling and Etzebeth in and Peter Steph to number 7 look I
5: also point out Etzebeth just doesn't play Super Rugby he's, he's going to inevitably <laughs> get injured in the next Two weeks—he's got what? Two weeks to get injured to miss the season. So, I mean, you've got to also run with that—that that you are going to be down a lot from the start of the season. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm going to assume we're going to see Peter Steph shift between five and seven. Even in in one game, I reckon you'll start yeah. at five, finish up at seven is very likely in both games. Yeah okay yeah just, just a tip
1: and Schickling uh, started off Super Rugby really well last year I'm a big fan of his has, as well he's quality just, just we haven't seen yeah. enough of him so. But yeah just, so I suspect, I imagine we might see uh, the toy more at at 7 but uh,
5: I think yeah, so, yeah. But Schick- Schick- I'm gonna get the
4: because mm.
5: yeah Schickling Edzebeth is still a pretty solid a yeah. pretty main five, but out. I think they're both I think they're both four, so disregard that.
2: And you reckon Sal- Salman Morats is probably the last on, on that list, is he? Well,
0: there's also Chris Van <sighs> Zyl as well. Yeah,
5: yeah there's Chris Van Zyl. Chris Van I think, going to leapfrog a couple of them because he's obviously the curry cup captain. So he's got some sort of seniority on that side as well. So.
0: Okay. And I, and I know so this...
5: Then, yeah, for resting, when they're resting captains and that, like, Sia gets rested or whatever, yeah. it might be to have someone like Chris Van
0: just as an older head there. Okay no that's well that's good that's a good point. We didn't know that so that's um, very valuable. Um, I guess this is one of the questions we don't have written down and Harry will have me asking but I'm all about the family names Johan de Teut. are we going to see Peter Steph 2.0? Uh, I, you know I'm just I'm hoping that he just comes out from somewhere and is certainly amazing. I mean he's still very young but a um, breeding program. but yeah exactly it's, it's, are we going to see anything from him? Has he, has he lit up the curry cup or anything?
5: I've, I've I'm you're the worst I'm the worst person because I have <laughs> been watching much of the KK <laughs> Cup this season but I'm assuming if he's come from the same farming background as Peter <laughs> Steff he's at the very least got a decent work ethic
0: yeah okay no that's very good
5: because yeah, I mean Peter Steff neither of them went to good rugby schools in that because their father wanted them near the farm so they could come home over weekends and shit like that to actually work on the farm
0: no, oh, very good. So okay. their scrum machine was just pushing the, the tractor around or whatever, um, around the farm. That's getting lots of practice <laughs> in explains <there. It> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, well, I guess, look, just moving through the team, we're getting on to back rows. Uh, a player who had a couple of standout fantasy weeks and then kind of ended up being on the bench most of the time, Kobus Avisa, um, he, he seemed quite exciting. He was a really big lad. I didn't realise quite how big he was, but um, he looks like he could actually play lock as lock as well. But
5: um... I think uh, yeah, has Adam can correct me. I think he has shifted there once. Mm. He's playing. Yeah, yeah, this week, this weekend's back row is. Let's check again. Mm. Jakub Kucia, Kuba Visser, and Jano Augustus, which I think's quite a good back row for the Storm. It's a young back row. It's not got much experience, but I think it's quite a, quite a shift, quite a big shift, and they should run around quite well as well. Mm. And then yeah, you've got spares use their bench. I check on their bench again it,
0: it would have looked a whole lot better with, uh, with, with Dwayne Vermeulen in there but um, obviously the Stormers just threw too much money uh, at him that he had to um, choose to take less at the Bulls
5: uh... <laughs> I mean yeah, you said to be so good there but I don't know I like the I understand that he's got the world of experience but I mean we've got August, Augustus we've got Notch and Yaku Kuziel all if, if not 75% him at the moment and can probably reach his level in the next year or two then and for far less money I don't think because he, he's incredibly for Yellen would have been an incredibly short signing it mm. would have been gone by end of World Cup
0: okay yeah alright well then I guess in just kind of confirming the, the back row sorry so we've got uh, obviously Khaleesi but he will be rested a lot um, I'd say right. with, with the departure of Nizam Kha we've got uh, not, she, not she stepping up. Not you, uh,
1: hmm. Yeah, he's better than way better than Carr. So I, I hated the yeah. dumb Carr. That's uh, right. I really you, had weird, you had a weird hate for him. <laughs> no, I just, he was awesome, and then he got this mystery illness, and then just became mediocre. I mean, good for him that he's found found a home at Wasps, but he never lived up to the hype. Ever since he was at bishops, as we stand to be corrected. So I think it's better for the Stormers that Notch. Starts, I rate I don't want to say he's still raw, but I think he offers a lot more uh, than his arm card. It's just an eight anyway.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not sure. All right, well, look, mindful for time. Let's um, shoot through some questions. No one cares about halfbacks, even though that's a big question. The, storm is. No. So, um, so... Well, the Stormers have no halfbacks. Exactly. So that's just a big question mark, yeah. and we'll leave it at that. We
2: um, had, who the hell are they? But <laughs> I, I guess it sounds like everyone's thinking the same thing.
5: Ronald from the only sort of incumbent scrum off there, and he's... Ancient, Yeah. Probably not that. Old, but you just look.
0: <laughs> That's it. All right.
5: But under a fly.
0: E- exactly. I was going to say. So we have prodigy Vilimse. Are we going to see him playing ten for the most part, or because he's kind of being looked at as a fifteen for the Springboks? Are we going to see a bit of that?
5: I think we're going to see a bit of a floating system. I think mm. he's going to start more often than not at ten, but fifteen are going to be guys like late since. Yeah. Apparently, Maria is playing 11 this weekend, which is bizarre. But anyway. oh, God. God. <laughs> your uh,
1: favourite player? I just feel like the Stormers have uh, far more, uh, far more, uh, much more quality uh, than a guy like SP Maria, the ultimate journeyman. Uh, but just on your only a question. I suspect we'll see him more 15 compared to 10. He's so so. then a guy like. Uh, yeah, because they've got Jean-Luc he's back. So he might be at 10. But I think he might float a bit. I just think with Rassi Rassi being the dark horse, the shadow, lurking around, uh, maybe Velemsi more 50. We've been debating this one ourselves, Mm, and uh, we're not quite sure. There
2: there was an uh, article that came out this week where uh, apparently Velemsi, because he knows that he's going to need to get game time uh, at 15 if he's going to get time for the Rugby World Cup this, this year... He was discussing at the start of the preseason with fleck about how he can fit in between the 10 and the 15 role so i think he actually wants to get some game time there to try and push his claims to the rugby world cup as well
5: mm, so we all, right. all right it's fun i that because pushes to wing and then gets rid of maria <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good um all right well look in finishing off the stormers because uh, i'm mindful that we're kind of running well I'm running out of time I'm going to have to take off and leave you just with Harry so I'll apologise for that in advance but um, uh, Ruan Nell you guys have been very excited about him um, and I know you you're very fond of the, the bounty hunter JJ Engelbrecht and uh, and EW Villiern. but um, Ruan Nell are we going to see him jump straight in there? Yeah I,
5: I want to see him jump straight in but I think he's I don't know they've got Engelbrecht this weekend at 13 so I don't know Adam's upset already.
0: <laughs> oh, we don't want to make Adam upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's,
1: he's raw. I, I I'll say he's raw, uh, but he's got quite a lot of potential, uh, particularly as, as a ball carrier. My only concern is he's got DDA uh, on his outside every day.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, and I guess, uh, even though I said that was the last question, last question: Do we see Sergio Peterson or uh, Sunatla slotting in anywhere, or are we just going to see them possibly come in off the bench? <laughs>
5: Oh, I would know. love... There's so many wings there now, because I've got Late Peterson, yeah. Sanatla. I mean, Craig Barry can cover wings as well. S. P. Maria, apparently, as well. It's so stacked in those back threes at the moment. But, I... Uh, problem me, Sanatla's just not... Where's... Yeah, Sanatla's not shown too much too much mm-hmm. sort of flair or whatever playing 15s. So, I don't know if it's just coaching or if it's... <laughs> the way he goes, but Peterson I mean, oh. Peterson, that <laughs> yeah. Peterson on the other hand I mean, he had a fantastic Curry cup season I think he was the top try scorer for Curry cup
2: yeah I saw yeah, that so he had a standout here. I'm
5: hoping I'm hoping he gets a crack at, crack at at least a game or two
2: cool perfect well he's I, I think he's one of those guys that you could pick up pretty late in a draft as well and potentially get higher high reward he just can finish out of nowhere because he's got such a big turn of pace
5: yeah, because he's also quite small, so he'll slip under most tackles as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's push on, guys. Let's go to the, the Lions, who have obviously been the, the top dogs over in South Africa for a number of years, losing a lot of players this year and a few last year as well. Um, the Lions are essentially going to be playing overseas pretty soon, I think, um, even though by name they'll still be in Super Rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who do you think is going to be taking up this front row now that Ben Ruin and uh, Dre has gone? Dylan Smith seems to be the one that's probably the most likely. Uh, who, who do you think fits around there?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you, you've nailed it. Dylan Smith, I reckon will be there starting loose head. He's been in and around the squad uh, for some time. Uh, often he, he'd swap with uh, these more established uh, loose heads. So he will be there. He'll have Donnie Mini uh, who's been at the Chiefs, Griquist Sharks and he's just been at Toulouse He'll probably be coming off the bench. Uh, Hooker, Marks, speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Robbie Kutse does provide an able backup. Uh, and Robbie Kutse is always good for a few more tries, as he helped me out my fantasy last year when yeah. I picked him up. Uh, at, uh, <laughs> at three, uh, you've got a guy like Frantz van who comes down from the Bulls. He'll be a tight head. Yeah, but they, they took a whole front row again. This is just like 2015. We had to start all over again. So you've got, you've got Frantz van Frantz- back. Uh, at three, Karl uh, Lusardi. Uh, he's a young guy. He's quite highly rated. We've got him on loan uh, from the Stormers. So I just want to say we,
5: just to, to emphasize, you know, Lions fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: You're not feeling anyone.
5: Anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think you've been to Loftus more than you've been to the Lions stadium this last season. <laughs> I, I watched it. No, I'm not answering it.
1: <laughs> 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 so, so it, uh, you I'm guys have... At, uh, at four,
2: you guys career, have... Right? Just quickly. Uh, under Yes, sir?
1: Uh, yeah, do
2: yeah, you guys have France Van Vyke uh, over Jacobi Arians uh, as well?
1: Yeah, answer to me, he's more of a guy you only wants in on the bench. Just He's very good at scrammaging, but he kind of offers you very little else. Guy is us in the game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's literally... He just keeps the scrum still. He doesn't go backwards. He doesn't go forwards. He's just there you know he, he's, a, he he's just, like a, he's a fixed point in time and space pretty much so uh, i mean he'll be there thereabouts, but i'd 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 argue that front bake offers him of a lot more uh, going forward but the uh, swace m- uh, might have different ideas um and then, uh, then i guess look at the locks again we brought Stephen lewis i'm quite excited about him he's just had his injury issues from the Sharks, hawks uh, but i think fantasy wise TV could pick up for anybody he's gonna start straight away to replace Franco Mostat, which is a massive loss. I mean, Franco Mustat shuts between seven and five. Or if Ivanovic is going to collapse from a heart attack at the end of every game, like <laughs> beads of sweat coming off his face, but then he But then after Ferreira, Ferreira gets injured at four. You've got a guy like Rona Herbst. He played a lot of. He uh, played last year. He's been in the system for a couple of years. And then Marvin Orie, Orie will be covering four and five. Uh, he's a very capable player.
0: Yeah, ori so was he very must good. Guys, look, I've, I've, got to, I've, I've got to cut in there. I've got to say, unfortunately, I have to go. So I'm sorry that I was only very brief. I've got to head off to my, my basketball game now, of all things. Um, but, uh, look, it's a pleasure talking to you. I've already apologised for leaving you with Harry. But, um, yeah, I look forward to to, talk, to chatting more again. And, and, yeah, we'll definitely look forward to sorting out someone to come on your pod um, sometime soon. So, uh, yeah, um... yeah. Yeah, we're,
3: we're sitting
1: get a draft. Uh, and let everybody know. We, that listens to us listen over, it. we think it looks great. Looks looks awesome.
0: Fantastic. All right, guys, I'll leave you to Harry and uh, just make, try and make sure the podcast goes over at least two hours. Um, but uh, <laughs> <All> right, thanks. <laughs> Very good. See you guys.
2: Sorry, guys. We'll uh, keep keep rolling through it. There. What do you have after the loss? Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, we're well, in uh, the loose. So uh,
1: losing Franco massive, even in the Lucy's, uh like, I mean, dr Creel, one of my favorite players, barely got to see him last year. He's disappeared
4: off the Gloucester, or uh, the uh, Lions vacuum cleaner. Yeah, My ex-coach, I come in. Uh, uh,
1: he's your man at six. He's great. Uh, but as we've said, he needs a strong tie five set a platform for him. So hopefully uh, the remodeled blind five could do that for him. Uh, at seven, a guy I'm quite excited for, who I've watched for, for a couple of seasons, Kyle Brink. He's going to be your starting seven in his quality. Uh, I just think it's quite a more ball carrying role. He'll be scoring more try. Kyle the great workhorse, he was there and thereabouts for the Springbok squad. The biggest issue here for both these guys is how of them get injured. You're dealing with guys with not a lot of super rugby experience. You've got James Fenton and uh, Johan at the Millions, uh, who were at six and seven, who played a lot of carry Cup last year. i uh, bring him back. But, so again, death, I think, will be a major issue within the four months. Eight, uh, the, the perfect guy for your daughter to bring home Warren Waki. You know, well spoken, very polite. Yeah. He'll be your stop fighting, eh? Uh, and then behind it, you've got someone we're also getting excited for. We didn't get a lot of game time last year, but played a lot more in the Karikapper, Hachiva Diamani. He's one to watch out for while he does pick up an injury. an excellent winger. Yeah.
2: Well, he almost. He almost became a winger, right? But they almost moved him out in the season just seems crazy to me. How do you how do you move a number eight out to the wing when you guys have so many good wingers?
1: Uh, I blame Pierce for that. Uh, <laughs> thing, he did the opposite. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he was a freak That's anyway. That. I don't think anyone can try and replicate what he did. Uh,
1: it's t- too good to be any good. Uh, that was Pierce Pease's problem. But uh, <laughs> anyway, let
4: me talk about the, the wonderful scrum half. Uh, You've probably got Ross Cuneo. Uh, he'll start. Yeah. Uh, then Nick
1: Groom. He'll follow up. They're, they're kind of similar. Uh, a guy that, uh, that looks interesting to me is jako, uh, excuse me, Marco Jansen van Furen. He might be there, thereabouts. He's a bit different from Corneo and Karimukic. Isn't he playing uh, sevens, though? though? van Furen? No, he's coming through from sevens, I think,
5: Lajota. I do stand to be corrected, though. Okay, so he'll play later in the season, because he won't be at the start, and I think he's stuck with the okay. seven squad for a bit. Uh, and then, uh, it, might be Dylan, it might be Dylan
1: Schmidt. Uh, otherwise, he'll be the other reserve scrum-off. And then at 10, Elton Yankees. Uh, he's a lock, uh, certainly. It's just their backup. If Yankees gets injured, uh, they've got issues. Sean sure, Reynolds, uh, he's okay at best. Uh, someone who, as you, as you heard, I'm
4: sure over the, uh, over the week, a Tyler Green, uh, he's going to be lurking. He plays. Yeah.
1: He comes from Jeffy School, which, we'll, which we'll refer to. He's very raw. Uh, while Reynolds is a little bit experienced. I think one of his last starts was in Argentina, where we inevitably go and lose. Uh, we always send send a team regardless of how good it is and lose against the Ferraris. <laughs> no, you don't send a good team, you. You ne- the Lions never send a good team to Argentina. Uh, we tried, tried last year, and we got pumped. Uh, so
5: also, I know Ben's going to get cross. Ben and Alex are probably going to get cross with me for saying this, but isn't Old here or Orson probably lining up for a reserve fly-off position if the worst should happen to Alton? <sighs> uh, sure. uh, it's worst-case scenario, but I'm just thinking. He's probably the next best when I say next best I mean the next most experienced fly off there. No, yeah, Ragdoll
1: could yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Sorry, sorry Jeff, cracking on. Uh, at 11, you've got a Pier Dianti, uh, he will be there but it, it, someone that's uh, I'm very excited for, uh, one to see this in center uh, slash 12, he worked for the same house, was Tyrone Green, Jeffy Boys, that's what Jack White coached uh, a, whole, a whole few years ago. Mm. So, he got quite a lot of action uh, in the current Cup last year. He's very highly rated, Junior Springbok.
2: Yeah, I watched uh, his, his, his highlights video defense. was was yeah. out of this world, like footwork, power, he, he looks like a real talent.
4: Mm. Yeah, so
1: I, I think as a, as a reserve, he'll definitely see some game time, particularly if Deontay gets injured or when Deontay's rotated uh, with the World Cup coming up. Uh, you've got Harold Foster at 12, uh, Lana Mapui, uh, he'll be at 13, Harald uh, Nisi, he'll be there, there about uh, as a replacement also uh, do I have a name here? No, no, I don't. Um, a name escapes me the
4: normal reserve 12. give you, I don't quite remember. Uh, man, then,
2: is uh, it Manny Ras? Uh,
1: that's genuinely, I think so. so. Yeah, forgive me. Sorry for some for, for a reason, I seem to be missing a name on my sheet here. But, um, moving on, just due to 14. Uh, Kortos Kossan, uh, he'll be competing with real Conbrink uh, for this space. Kosan also might switch out to 11. Uh, is East probably the best 14 the Lions have but I'd be much happier to see him at 15 uh, at fullback mm-hmm. uh, over Andrews but unfortunately that's not going to happen uh, Swayce likes him at 14 so you'll see Andrews um, overall at 15 and then just in terms of the bigger picture uh, you, you said it the Lions have lost a ton of experience and I think up front uh, particularly within our forward pack uh, our tight five very low experience
4: yeah. uh,
1: Barker Marks is going to be our big hitter to state the obvious but he's going to get right uh as well so along with even Yankees uh and maybe even to a certain degree Dianti so it's going, to, it's going to be a bit of a tough year for the Lions there might be some value there overall I think they're back the strong probably than their fours this year so it's going to be a bit of a tough year for them in, in the South African Conference particularly against the bigger packs uh, like the Sharks and the Storms even the Bulls to a certain degree
2: probably probably the one name that uh that I'm interested to see what happens with that you didn't mention was uh Madosh Tamwe who obviously, I think he captained the trial team last weekend as well. Obviously, that's not going to be his role going forwards. But they obviously rate rate him relatively highly, and he was a bit of a weapon when he came on midway through last year as well.
4: Yes,
1: Madosh, he he scored four tries uh, in, in
4: in a game where my opponent in fantasy at the time just happened to draft him in well, that week. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh,
1: was poor. <laughs> in, the Dosh, I, I just I feel like he'll only really come off the bench if, if there's injuries or rotations. Uh, because he's very quick uh, to stay the of the. I don't. Think the, so if he's not particularly well known for his boots, he's more well known as a pincher. Yeah, yeah, yeah as
2: for such. Sure.
4: Um,
1: more more in uh, the mode of. Do, do more than, than a bench.
2: Uh, yeah, sorry? I was going to say more in the model of like a cortnask goes on. To mention the ultimate
1: bend by, uh, by, uh as well, he, I mean, he, he will provide a bit of depth
2: as well. Like him, he'll be covering for Quaker as well. That's been super sad, he's also quite yeah, for sure. Uh, so so just to clarify as well, what do you you mentioned his name, Stephen Louis who's come over from the Sharks? What do you think he'll he'll uh, what role will he, he play? Do you think he'll just slot in and essentially take Franco Mostert's jersey, or do you think that? And, and try and play a similar role. Like, obviously, it's not his natural game, but they need to find someone with that work rate and that running ability somewhere. He seems like the obvious choice in my eyes. What, what do you guys think?
5: Um, I don't think do he you, is... No, i So you are going to say? No, I was going to say, yeah, uh, you, you'd, you'd think that's why they'd hire or sign someone like that, but at the same time... Uh, I'm sure Ant's gonna get cross with us later, but I don't think he. Yeah, agree with you. I don't think he's as mobile as Mustard would be, and I'd, he's more like the old Bucky's type lock. You know, the, the bashing, yeah, force, less the less the workhorse, just everywhere on the field. Like if you look up, yeah. you see a, a two two meter tall man with long brown hair crying in front of you.
2: Yeah, and I guess Marvin <laughs> Marvin Audi is probably your mobile lock then as well.
5: Yeah. yeah I think I, Ari's gonna see a surprising amount of game time this season maybe with the Lions.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. He,
5: yeah, or, or it would be your your probably your Franco Clone. If you're looking for someone to take that,
1: uh yeah. I, I just it is a bit of a worry that lines four and five won't be as mobile, but look, Louis is very strong um at set piece, particularly at line out So I, I suspect they will kind of be more than more traditional a style And you know, So sort of switching that has taken place in the last couple of seasons.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Alright, last team, I think. The Sharks. Matt, uh, uh, go on.
5: I was going to say, the most optimistic fan base in South Africa.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, um, uh, by the looks of it, they, I, I just had a look now at Saturday's team. I'm going to start with the props. And by the looks of it, they, they aren't seeing reason. And Thomas DeToy is going to be playing tight head this season as well again
2: yeah I, I saw that so obviously that means now with the return of and those two are going to be trying to share game time essentially
5: yeah those two are going to be sharing game time yeah. for three neither of which are born tight head those are both late doctors to tight as well so yeah. it's going to be fun to see and then i don't know I, thomas, I, thomas I, like, I hope thomas stays ahead of though Thomas has at least got a better work rate. He's scrummaging both of six of one and a half a yeah. dozen of the other, but Thomas has got so much more work rate on the field, I reckon, that he brings a lot more than Kuni can.
2: Yeah, I think Cooney Kuni... I mean, just
5: looks like an overweight Lou at the
2: I think Kuni probably plays a little bit more like a loose head than he does a tight head anyway. Whereas Thomas, Thomas is, is built for it, I think. Yeah.
5: yeah. Be- then, Be- yeah. Beast obviously on the other,
2: other 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 uh, yeah. prop.
5: Yeah, that loose head. And then I see this weekend they're starting Johan uh, yeah, Skuman, as their, their Lou said this weekend. So he might be interesting to watch for. Do
2: you, do you know anything about him?
5: <clears throat> uh, like I said, the Sharks, the, the, Adam gave me the Sharks as a booby prize to research for the thing because I'm, I think, fairly vocal about my <laughs> love for the Sharks. It's good job. Um, he, he's a pescodrata. He's a <laughs> he Okay, um, then he's then he's, then, yeah. then based on the breeding habits, he should be fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He right. He might
5: just bite someone, a bit <laughs>
1: he's got 27 caps uh, for the shark. so he's been more of a squad player, particularly with the uh, Beast uh, uh, in and in, in around the area. So he's a, he, he he's pretty much, out, so your standard Super 8 be prop. Not, really the, uh, I mean, not like the uh, two-post sort of the class. We even kept him with the so hand skills. Uh, you, you know? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you think he's not like that, or he is like that? Sorry.
5: No, I don't think he is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. He's more of a um, then, Tom yeah. Robertson. <laughs> yeah. And then Hooker, we've got... At Hooker, they've got second, uh, the perennial second fiddle to Malcolm Marks at the Lions. Acker who I reckon should be their starting hooker for the season. They've still got Chili Boy and I see this weekend they are starting Karen van Fieren.
2: Yeah, I've got I've got no idea who that is. I figure it's probably a two way battle yes. between Akers and Chili Boy.
5: Yeah, so it's probably a two way battle oh. from between but I'm hoping that Ant's gonna compl- shout at me about about how I missed out on Karen and that Karen's must probably some absolute unit. <laughs> so, and if that is maybe we'll get the intern to tweet you guys an apology <laughs>
4: okay
2: fair good
5: so but yeah I reckon there' probably one two will be acker Chili boy but I see this weekend they starting Karen and have acker on the bench which I think is acker's best position is the bench because he comes on at 60 minutes and just pulls the team apart for 20 minutes and no one can keep up with him.
4: yeah
2: yeah. For sure. And uh, at lock, Ru- Ruan Balthas is probably one that will be there. Who do you think is going to be in the other spot?
5: Yeah, so, so yeah, with the last of Stephen Lewis, um, I was having a chat actually this serendipitously this morning with Ant about this. I think Adam was reading it. It was in the group. it's Ruben's most proper, Ruben Farnier in the new signing from the Bulls, Likely to leapfrog into the starting lineup, but then you've got guys like Hiron Andrews and Kuchlenberg who both had pretty decent carry cups as well, so they might be knocking on just behind that as well.
2: And Tyler Paul, do you think that they'll play him at Lock again a little bit this year, or
5: he'll play mainly well, in the Lucys? He's probably going to shift to Lock once Jean Luke Duplessis, uh, Dupré, not Dupuis, once Jean Luke Dupré is healthy again, but he's out, so obviously Tyler Paul's going to be. The 7th, so to speak, and for now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, so, so and then yeah, eighth man. You've got oh, sorry, the other Lucy's. Terror is much probably the other start. I would say Terror's. you was starting sixth there, but really, that's probably going like
2: to. I, I would have thought Philip Van for sure. Yeah. Actually,
5: yeah, you've got to put Van somewhere because Dan's at eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's start. I keep forgetting about the Twins. Um, yeah, Dan at 8, Van der Vault at 6, Tero's sque- squeaking around there somewhere. What have they got this weekend? This weekend they've got Chart for Mielin as their 6. Yeah. I
4: think
5: it's another, another carry-cup unit. Let's make sure. Yeah, I can't remember what his season was like this year. But yeah, he's also in that conversation. Then, yeah, half-backs... I've only got one of note, and it's not the bane of my existence, Louis Scroeder, who's also captain.
2: So he should just be playing 80 minutes a week every week, by the sounds of it.
5: Yeah, so it sucks for Cameron Wright. Cameron yeah. Wright's not going to see any rugby this season. I'm just just I'm FYI, FYI to everyone else, yeah, there's sort of a heads up to anyone drafting. Just don't draft Cameron Wright unless Louis Scroeder goes down.
2: Yeah, well, Schroeder was uh, in surprisingly good for fantasy footy in the back half of last year. So with that captaincy, it, I actually thought it made him quite a valuable halfback, to be honest.
5: Uh, I've just got, I think, fandom for him. Because when he played at Province, I was there, it was pre-King, so I was a Province fan, and he was dog shit then. And I think I've just got a predisposition to not like, enjoying him at all.
2: <laughs> okay. I
5: can't say anything nice about him, I think. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we, we just say we just don't we just don't like someone's face, essentially, and then it's not going to change.
1: Yeah. yeah but Harry, Harry, you're 100% correct, though. Uh, as skipper, um, I think he they made, made him skipper just
4: because they pissed off Matt. there's <laughs> lot of There's <laughs> two good seasons,
1: like, for a lot of players
5: outside. I don't know if I can come I don't mind Twitter. He's okay, but no... Uh, Bucket. and then yeah, flyoffs. We've got Rob Dupri and Kerwin Bosch. Rob Dupri is obviously his dad's favourite, so he's going to be starting flyoff, and Bosch oh, I reckon prepared? going to be seen as the fullback
2: fifteen. Yeah, so you think it'll play the same way? I know there's obviously some calls right. through through social media and the fan base saying that they want to see Bosch at ten, and funnily enough, they're playing yeah. Kerwin Bosch at ten this weekend as well.
5: Yeah, I think Bosch will, Bosch will be more likely fifteen. Yeah, well, no. this
1: Bosch Bosch's tackling still isn't up to the standard. Where you get a guy like I'm just trying to think, uh, Ngani Lamape, you're busy running at Bosch. Uh, my money would be on Lamape breaking through that channel. Yeah, Questions for sure. Of Bosch, he's actually got a lot more taste. He's got a lot more value to offer at fifteen. Uh, I, I, he is their reserve ten in a certain sense. But I think Dupre De defensively just offers more. Like Bosch does have a massive boot as well. So I just think more of an asset. He, will you'll see more fifteen, particularly with Robert Dupre uh, coming back from sale. He's
2: been alone there. Uh, he'll probably start more yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, and I guess it, it might be just a case of putting both of them on the park as well, and that's the best way to do that. Uh, um, Andre Esterheisen and the Cligno am M, I think, are pretty settled in the, in the centres. So who makes up your, your wing spots? Because... These, this was interesting for me. I, they didn't seem to make any solid decision throughout the year, despite having some pretty, pretty talented guys. Is there something in this about why they won't just settle on the obvious choices of Nkosi and Mpimpi? Or is it, uh, or is there something more to it and there's more competition than that? I was going to say Mpimpi is probably
5: what's burnt up the super Super rugby last year was his third straight sort of tournament he played super rugby the previous year played pro 14 and then went straight into super rugby again last year right. so i think he was more like just managing him before he falls apart completely most of last season so i reckon he's going to be a better shot this season but they've also got i mean they've got new site zass leland zass is a good one to keep an eye out for there as well and there was who else was the other one
2: gober's van bike uh,
5: hey Vanveck, yeah, right, well, probably not a bad one to keep an eye
2: out for. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that, whenever he's had his chances, he's taken it. I, I, actually really rate him as well. But uh, and and don't forget about Invovo as well, who played a bit of wing end yeah, fullback on the, last year as well. <laughs> he's so. so slow.
5: He's so
1: fast. I think he'll be like a fifteen. Um, yeah. A lot of experience at the
2: back,
5: uh, for Invovo anyway. Yeah. yeah. Then there's also um, uh, Fassi, which I, but I think Fassi's on the. 14, cent. I can't remember, where was he? Because he also had a solid super, ah, not super, uh, curry
2: cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I only just saw that he'd been signed. I literally signed him tonight. Who, who is he?
5: He's is also a little youngster, yeah, quite a decent super rugby, sort of the tail end, ah, not super rugby, Yeah, sorry, curry cup, tail end there, picked up a good handful of tries as well. Also, I think, from uh, Adam, Someone's going to correct me. He's from, I think he jumped up from Varsity Cup into the Curry Cup side this year. Right, okay. Or last year. Yeah. He, and he's, he's blitz. He is quick. He, he, is, easy. he went to he, Yeah.
1: in the Eastern Cape. He is uh, very quick. He's, he's just not a good guy. He, he, he's only 1.85 meters tall. Uh, and he weighs 70 Ks. So he, 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 just, he puts a Sergio Peterson sort of mold, uh, like a finisher try score sort of guy. He'll probably be there, thereabouts on the bench. Uh, at on
5: that point, though. Yeah, i must probably like, I reckon, I reckon if you got a got a wing wing spot to ways, picking up and seeing seeing if there's an untraded, if there's any other sharks wings on, am probably going to be worth worth it if you are looking for a, a wing trade near the end of the season. And because they are like, I mean, there's a rotation of like what we ran through, like six names now. We could start any any given game.
2: Yeah, and they likely probably will all get a start with the way that they seem to rotate those guys as well.
5: Cause, yeah, because yeah, of he's going to get rested at fourteen, and but Pimpy, Rasi's played at four, uh, yeah Russ, played him at fourteen a couple of times, so he can slot in eleven fourteen. So I mean, both of them yeah seem to be ambidextrous as well to a, to an extent.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, that's that's, mainly, uh, that's all the big questions we had around the South African Conference, guys. So that wraps up our main meal. And uh, I think you know what comes after the main meal. It's a little bit of... What you what you to do with that dessert? Dessert. Dessert. That was the world's quietest dessert. We uh, have some really dessert, uh, consistent... Sorry, I was going <laughs> to <laughs> Consistent technical difficulties with that. I just can't get it right to save my fucking life. But anyway... Dessert. We just want to know, in your opinion, guys, where do you think each South African team will rank in the South African conference, and the the Hags will throw in there as
4: well.
1: The yeah, the Hags. Uh, they again. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I, I'm feeling quite down on the Lions this season. I'm just really worried uh, about our top five. So people might say I'm a heretic. So I'd suggest the Lions are going to come last. Uh, my Sharks. The Sharks are actually the first war winning of the conference. I had the Stormers at second, but Alex was so negative about them over the course of the week. He's poured so much salt on them. I'm probably going to say the Stormers will probably finish fourth. Third, and, and the Yang R's, I think, will be second. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my top five. Well, only five for the staff of the conference.
2: Cool. Yeah. And uh... turn.
5: Um, because I tend to disagree. I'm going to go. Jaguares are going to win it. I like them. And yeah. then, most yeah. probably, if the Bulls can sort their shit out and don't. Ah, uh, fuck it. Bulls are going to go third. Sharks, second. I hate to say something that nice about them. Yaguaris, the Sharks, Bulls, Lions, Stormers.
2: Right, okay. I think um, probably this is the most interesting conference this year. Like The Kiwi Conference is always very exciting, and I think we've probably got three teams that will be battling out for one final spot in the Australian Conference as well. But it seems like anyone can beat anyone this year in the South African Conference. I had something of a mix between both of you, I thought the Jaguades will probably top it if they can uh, they can get a 5.8 that can still steer the ship. I think other, uh, their experience and their international side that will be showing up every day should be enough to kind of to get them through. Um, I decided on the Stormers in second. As, as you said yourself, you know, the best tight five in the world. And D- Damien Vilemsi is anywhere around that playmaker role. like You get a big forward pack and throw him to uh, to control the game. That team could beat almost anybody on, on a given day. And then I've gone Sharks, Lions, and Bulls. Someone's got to come last. I just can't see the Lions going from first to last. So Bulls at the bottom. anything
1: <laughs> is possible. If anything is possible. But... I think what you're talking about, are is a uh, perfect point. I enjoy watching them play rugby, and they're very difficult to beat at home. So they're very much the wild card in the South African Conference. Um, and, you know, I think your point's about placing Sanchez. that will be the big question for me. So uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're more the wild card. Uh, you know, the Stormers, I don't know. Uh, I just think it's a bit he's going to get injured within
5: three weeks. And everything's <laughs> going to hell. Yeah.
4: And
5: don't forget this weekend's been such an... Like, there's such a... Like in the back room of the Stormers, there's so much shit brewing. I don't know if you guys, if any of the news has brought over to you guys, like where that nonsense going over there, where like, Paul is going to be director of rugby, then it's like, no, but DHL says they'll pull out sponsors if that happens, and then the, the players all had like an emergency meeting as well. So there's so much backroom bullshit going on there, and the financial problems, and that that I almost worry that the players have one eye on the field and one eye on whether they're going to be able to pay, pay their rent the
2: next month? Yeah, that could that could definitely disrupt things. I think we've seen it with a, with you know uh, in in the past. Any of this stuff, just anything off field, seems to upset teams a lot. But at the same time, like this is not a new problem. There, there's been ongoing issues around the Stormers for a long time now, right?
5: Yeah, no, there has, but I mean, I mean, it's got, like, in one weekend, we got, like, four articles saying, like, now this is happening, now that's happening, and it's been absolute. I think, and it's been such a little shit show down in Cape Town that it's yeah. not easy.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, guys, I, th- I think that about wraps us up. Thanks so much for doing this in the middle of your day. Uh, good that you can take out a good hour and a half block from work to do it. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the drugs yeah, are being nice. unemployed at the moment. So for uh, for those that don't that didn't uh, hear it at the start, you guys are from Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, Twitter and Facebook are probably your, your main two avenues, and obviously your podcast. Is that right, guys? Anything else that you want to promote? Uh, we do,
1: we're not on Facebook. Uh, ah, I thought you made a group on Facebook. There's the elite of banter Facebook group that the pod grew out of, so you can say the pod's actually a branch of that, because I've never met Alex face-to-face, uh, ever. I, I was at Varsity with Matt, and I met Ben once, so right. if, if Alex and I are ever in the same room, that's a singularity, I think the whole rugby universe is going to explode, right? <laughs> that's kind of our theory, I think, but we're, but we're on Twitter... Um, Thanks for the shout-out. We're looking forward to having one of you guys uh, on ERB uh, the next week or two just talk about draft. We're super pumped for it, uh, and you guys are doing God's work. So (laughs) we very much appreciate it. We're very much looking forward to the platform going
2: going live. Thanks very much, mate. We we really appreciate the support, and uh, looking forward to, to getting onto the pod as well. 100%. All right. See you, guys. Cool. Cheers. Cheers okay guys that about wraps us up we've done dessert uh that was paul tate on the Jaguares and the elite rugby banter guys on the south african conference we tried to cover as much as we could it's been a long pod so uh thanks for sticking with us all the way through to the end The back half of the next couple of of the preseason, we're going to be looking at uh, opening, as Kargi said, I think at the top of this podcast, sign-ups and the the platform on this Saturday. So I think that's the 2nd of February. So make sure you get in there and organize your leagues from there. Uh, And then you can organize when you're going to be drafting as well. So that's just about to come um we are currently just mixing up some of the uh, or, or making final changes on positions on our stats as well so all the new players we have available uh, have been added The South African Conference, we're expecting them to name final squads in the next week as well. So there may be some changes just on players that are on the fringes of those squads. But otherwise, the players are all there. So just the positions that will be updated in the next day or so. Thanks very much, guys. We'll see you soon when we start talking some uh, drafting tactics for the year. Bye.